Hey, 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 what's up, La Familia, you crazy football-loving nutters? This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter-Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex, two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. He won't have a goal. He's framed the top 90. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain. Five more days. Only five more days. Potentially four more days from the time you're hearing this. But damn, that intro music gets me pumped up the closer to kickoff, season kickoff. We get, buddy. How are you doing today? I don't even care. Welcome to the Inner Miami Podcast. I'm Jay Kington alongside Alex Papa George. As always, as always. But seriously, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> how do you care? <laughs> uh, I'm. T- I don't care. Move it. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. You're just on one here today, bud. Like five I'm years later, I'm you know, excited. Bush lights pumping through your veins right now. A whole bunch of bush lattes. A lot, dude. A lot. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You hit it. You hit it. We are one week away from kickoff, and man, we're excited. We are effing excited. You can Cannot say look. fuck on this podcast. I we know, just got I know, done I doing know. a show with I80, and they were streaming it, and Jay was a little bit nervous to <laughs> drop some F-bombs, and he, he, he was good, though. He censored himself. <laughs> they said it was a PG-13 podcast. Ours is explicit parental advisory NC-17 We've, we've, we came in real hot this season with a lot of cussing, which I'm, we're going to try and refrain from because I do push this podcast on the young, impressionable ears of today's youth. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure it gets you every time, too. When you upload the file into Anchor and then I go and write the bio, we both have to go over explicit as one of the setting notifications for yeah. each episode. And honestly, it brings a little smile to my face. I do it just to be safe. I don't we need should. any more of our accounts banned. We know you have a track record now. Yeah, yeah. Any, I mean, any update by like Facebook on our banning? Yeah, they gave me an update, and it was just one word. It said COVID, hmm. and I was like, hmm. I don't know. Is it winding down? Who knows? I bet Facebook still draws it out till freaking August. Maybe we'll never see our Facebook page again. I'll probably make another one just with a slightly different spelling of, of some word in there. But here we are, baby. We are so close. I can feel the beer being thrown on my back neck from the stands above me. That is just the beer coursing through your body, and you're probably sweating a little bit in the back of your neck. I feel calm and cool like I'm on the U.S. curling team. Well, you are sweating right now. I'm not sweating. It's a little hot in here. Maybe I'm glistening, but sweat's an aggressive word. Anyway, some big news. Big, big, big news on some extracurricular activities from the inner mommy podcast i'm not gonna steal your thunder tell us what's happening buddy i'm excited for this this might be what jay how long have we known each other for maybe seven years in the Uh, making seven miserable years this what i'm about to share was happening even before the podcast was happening yeah 
Jay and myself had the absolute pleasure with meeting Jose, who owns Miscues right down the street for where Jay lives. And we are. But stop you right there. It's not Jose. It's DJ Bullfrog. Come correct. Continue. You're right. I got to start using aliases around here. You got to start using We protect our identities. But you're going to meet DJ Bullfrog because you can't miss a man in his Hawaiian hula hoop outfit. This party is going to be absolutely lit. And as Jay said, it is the first ever. It is the first ever official Inner Miami podcast after party. This place is going to be jumping. So now you're probably wondering, when's this party going to take place? How can I get an invite? Well, the good news is all of you listening to this podcast is absolutely invited. You have an invite serenading your ears by myself and Jay Kington right now giving you an invite to the party. It is after the match against Chicago this weekend, Saturday night, probably kicking off around 9, 930. When you go to Miss Q's, go ahead and tell the bartender, whisper in their ears. Don't get a little, don't, don't, don't get too close, but you can say I am PC. They say those magical four letters. I am PC and 15% will be removed from your bar tab. So do make sure to tip your waitresses. We're saving you 15% on the bar tab at the end of the night but go ahead and say those four letters i am pc or you can say two letters to get 20 percent off which is alex sucks <laughs> nice dude <laughs> moving on <laughs> big news that everyone's been waiting for for like i don't know maybe a month full of leaked photos and angry fans and happy fans and you know how it goes down here in south florida but the club did release their heartbeat kit the first ever pink well officially pink enter miami kit has now been dropped i will say we'll be talking to jc the president of southern legion here in a little bit went out to a southern legion picnic yesterday which was sunday he was rocking one and they look a lot better in person than they do on the interwebs in their jpeg image files you say JPEG? I said PNG. It's better visual clarity, I think. I don't know. What do you think about these jerseys, Jay? I mean, they're not as hot as the Inner Miami podcast jerseys that are about to be shipped to us in a couple weeks. But you know what? Mm, it's pink, and there's that. It's plain. Yeah. I think Adidas dropped the ball on a lot of kits this year. I think there's some serious heat that they also dropped, but that does not correlate to Inner Miami. That is other clubs. So happy it's pink, kind of bummed that on their first pink kit, this was all they could get. Well, honestly, bravo to you, sir. I know each and every year you take your jersey release very, very seriously. And honestly, I think you nailed it. This year was awesome. And I think we tripled in sales, too, to be honest with you. So, Jay. Oh, you're talking about the IMPC kit. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, look at you smiling from cheek to cheek. But no, Jay Kington does a great job on Canva. I mean, you know, working with the design team over in... Where, did we ever find out where they are? <laughs> Fucking like Kansas City? <laughs> I love Somewhere it. Somewhere in the Midwest that you'd never go travel to? Bit, bit Not to Malign, Kansas fans. City. It could be some other sketchy, plain old state. It's I don't probably know. like Hollandale. <laughs> yeah, no. No. But the way... Maybe. I could see it. Do we know what jersey they're going to wear 
game one against Chicago? Uh, well, this would replace the white kit, so the home kit, so they should be rocking out in pink. The big question everyone has is some people really don't like the pink top with pink shorts look, so they're hoping they either switch up with some white shorts or some black shorts. I'm sure we'll get a little mixture throughout the season, though. I think a little black shorts in there, too. Mix it up a little bit. I think, you know, and now you got weird fans that are like, no, we want black. We like pink as an accent color. It's like, well, literally... A year ago, everyone was stabbing the next man for a pink jersey. So, you know, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. One one thing for sure will happen, and that will just be that there will be people who are not happy with whatever <laughs> jersey we come out with. So as long there, as there were people that weren't that weren't happy with the IMPC jersey. One guy was like, nah, fam, not feeling it. I'm like, thanks for your opinion, bro. Yeah, hey, you know, we'll take and roll with it. But if you do want. You know, one of these jerseys, they are floating around one of our socials. You know, catch us on Twitter, Discord, Instagram, all of the above. We did update all of our social media links. So if you click on the link tree uh, URL on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, you can populate and see all of our different links to, to connect with us. And let us know if you want a jersey. We still have a couple left over. Uh, we, have, we do have a couple, but uh, if there's a lot of people, you're just going to have to wait until the uh, the next batch or gets just ordered. Pre-sale was cut off. Pre-sale was exclusive to our Discord members. So if you're listening to this and you're familiar with what Discord is and you're not in our Discord, what the hell are you doing with your life? But honestly, we talk about Discord a lot just because Discord is pumping all day, every day. And sometimes I know people listen to this and they're like, I like it. I don't know if I want to get Discord. Like, what is Discord? Discord's scary. You know, so is everything that you don't know. You know, just download Discord. Give it a shot. Come join the community. Say a couple things. If you really don't like Jay, you can just leave. It's okay. You know, but just give us a shot. Download Discord. Super easy and pop in. Also, buy some NFTs. TBD. We're, we're <laughs> working on something big over here. No, no, podcast. I'm not even saying that. Discord is also heavy in the crypto space, so... If you're into crypto or into NFTs, join the Discord server. It's just, it's a nonstop communication, banter. We go all day, every day. Yes, and outside of the Discord world, we did hit some unfortunate news since the last episode. This is a little bit of old news, but we're going to go ahead and tell you, just in case you did miss this, but Ian Frey is out for the entire year with a torn ACL. This is back-to-back torn ACLs. This is devastating for a young man who, I know everybody was, Super excited to see what he got on the pitch. You know, came out gate like gangbusters in the preseason, two goals in one game. Then this happens. Super devastating. Jay, what are your thoughts? He got them stanky legs. I guess. I guess. He ain't got no tree trunks. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, man. He is uh, talented. Uh, two goals in back-to-back games during the preseason. He. A lot of people were really excited about him, but this is... This is kind of slightly tragic. Uh, the good news is he's he's still very young, so he can recover and uh, still have a, a good career. But got to be tough on him. He's been um, pretty active on social media, interacting with the fans who have been wishing him well. So we we, we really do wish you a speedy recovery, Ian. Uh, and you know, I just I think twenty twenty three is going to be your year. Just get healthy, rehab up, and you know you've got so much talent. You can you can still make a comeback from this. So we will be okay. I think. I think so too. I mean, we have depth now, which is good. You just hope that something mental doesn't happen, right? Yeah. After back, uh, it's one torn ACL is bad, right? And then to roll right into another one, then you then you're like in Clay Thompson world almost. Yeah. Didn't like did did Wade tear two of his? Or Dwayne did, Wade. Yeah. No. Or is it just one? 
I just no, remember Adrian Peterson tearing his, and the doctor was like, "Yo, this dude is not normal." Yeah, like <laughs> we've been, we looked inside, and he's not built like everyone we else. Don't, we don't need to go down to Adrian Peterson. He's route. gonna be fine. <laughs> Bringing it back to the other type of football, um, we did have two new player signings. Go ahead and take over one of them here. I do like a do like a chap with uh, three first names. Robert Thomas Taylor joins us. He is actually Finnish. You don't see too many Finnish folks out there, especially in South Florida. He might be, he honestly might be the only Finnish person out here in South Beach, but he is joining the club. He plays more of that midfield or wing back type of position. He has been on the Finnish team for quite some time, even back since 2011. He has about 30 total caps under his belt with the national club and you know he has a goal to his name so you know nothing too much on him he does have a bit of experience he's not one of those younger types of players uh you know probably someone that you'll see coming off the bench giving a little bit of reliever yeah he's been around uh we picked him up from braun um and i would be completely lying to you if i was really familiar with them they're a norwegian professional football club founded on the 26th of november in 1908 uh but he's played quite a bit i assume most of these are scandinavian leagues uh, but yeah, I mean, he's got some experience under him. We don't really know too much. You know, we've been getting some kind of esoteric players out there, but I've heard if, if he gets the ball in, in front of net, he can finish. That's what we keep hearing too. I mean, you know, we were reading the same articles because there was just so many of them out there and had a hell of a time. You don't even care about my pun? No, I missed it. No, I said you get the ball to him in front of goal and he'll finish. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. At this point, I'm just, like, you can't expect me to pick up everyone, dude. <laughs> I'm a dad. I expect it picked up all the time. And <laughs> are we, uh, we're going to move on after that cheesy pun. <laughs> he's a he's a midfielder, though. Uh, midfielder wingback. We'll probably play him as a attacker because we, you know how we are. Uh, the other one we got is CJ Dos Santos. He is a keeper. So he's going to be back up to Marsman, back up to Clement Diop, uh, and probably... Uh, back up to Drake Calendar, even though I know that some people have some beef with him. But he is uh, very young. He's only 21. He's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or should I say Philadelphia? Shout out Meek Mills. If you don't listen to Meek Mills, what are you doing with your life? Uh, anyway, goalkeeper, yeah, uh, coming from Benefica. Uh, really played for their B-side only two times. This man's got really what looks to be a total of 11 professional caps. So we'll see what happens here. I don't really... I, can't really talk about something I don't know. That's all I got. I mean, it can't be much worse than, you know. Don't. Let the man be with his career. He's moved on. You know me, though. Let you the man it. live his life. Okay? What do you think What do you think McCarthy's doing right now? I, I, what I do know is he's probably wearing a hat. He's definitely at, like, a construction site. <laughs> it's like, it like an operational project manager. <laughs> so disrespectful. Or you can catch him over at like the airfield over on Fort Lauderdale Airport <laughs> directing airplanes. <laughs> this is why. This is why. What if you were leaving this out of Fort why. Lauderdale Airport we're and just you gonna, saw? We're just gonna drive a wedge <laughs> between saw. us and the club, dude. This is it. This is we need to. Holy shit. We're not even like we're just at the tip of the iceberg. We're this is gonna be. I'm sorry the for everyone. This hasn't even started yet. This is gonna gonna get crazy. Anyway. We'll see what these two impact players can do for a team like Inter Miami, full of <laughs> top caliber studs. Oh man, five more days! Cannot wait. Anyway, we do have something to celebrate. You know, 
It's been a long time. That trophy cabinet. It's been sitting over there. Drive Pink Stadium. Just empty. I don't even know if they have the, the little lights they've installed inside the box on. But it is empty no longer. We bring home our first piece of hardware, baby. <laughs> don't know what this one does. That's the playoff one. <laughs> uh, yeah, big, big win this weekend from the Carolina Cup Challenge. I know people are going to make fun of us because we're getting all excited about preseason wins, but little, little tournament they did for Charlotte, for Columbus Crew, for the Charleston Battery, and for Inner Miami. Uh, and guess what, boys and girls? We came out. We go ahead and win that whole damn thing. We uh, drew the first game against Columbus Crew. We beat Charleston Battery. Then we beat Charlotte to obtain our first trophy. I know it's kind of a joke because it's preseason, but man, it just felt right seeing this team kind of all together holding a trophy. I think the word we're all looking for is some some type of like symbolism, right? Like, let's hope that this is symbolic with, you know, the little foreshadowing with how the season's going to go, but maybe not the season, right? Like let's take a little bit more of a, of a farther step back and let's look at Chris Henderson, right? You know, this is the start of his true campaign. You know, last year, you know, it wasn't his team. It wasn't his team. It wasn't his club. This is more of his guys, right? And it's going to take a few years to get it to the, to the point that he really wants it to. And again, kind of focus on building out the academy system, which is, again, going to be our unfair advantage to a lot of these MLS clubs out there. And, you know, talking about unfair advantages, you know, David Beckham, too, is an unfair advantage. But, you know, Jay, I regress. I come back to the Carolina Cup. Very nice to see. Love to see the confidence, the emotions, the camaraderie. You know, even Iguain was, you know, sharing some smiles out there on the pitch, which was exciting to see. So, you know, this is the type of stuff that builds momentum into years. And if you look at our years past, you know, the first year of our inception of this expansion club, we dealt with COVID, you know, big wrench inside of that. Next year, we have a brand new coach, right? That is another difficult situation where you're battling a situation where, you know, a lot of new faces, your uh, Paul McDonough is leaving the club, you know, things like that, that are very, very um, difficult for an organization to push through. But this year, the optimism is high, Jay. It's really high. It's higher than what I was expecting it to be, in all honesty. Do you think that this game against Chicago is going to be the rowdiest game that Inter-Miami has seen to date? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be the rowdiest game. Probably the rowdiest game is going to be that Cincinnati playoff game in the absolute monsoon as far as, like, environment. But, like, a lot of hype and, and potential coming into it, yeah, because most of the games we've played that have been the quote-unquote rowdy games, the season's basically been lost for us. So this is the first time coming in where – we're in, we have a lot of confidence. I had this written down. I, I believe it was uh, three losses, two draws, and three wins for the preseason, finishing up with two uh, two wins. Uh, actually, I'm being in, in, in what, the last three. So coming in with some energy, uh, if you watch those games, you see that there is just a different presence about this team. There's a level of confidence. There's a level of calmness. We are finally playing for each other. And the beginning of the preseason was obviously ugly because we had a lot of brand new players who had never played together. But you're starting to see that we're still so far away from what the potential could be, but we're seeing moves in the right direction. And I think everyone came in with the same expectation, like, hey, this season's going to be a lot of pain. And maybe this is all Chris Henderson's fault for getting us hyped in and, and giving us that hope because we all know it's the hope that kills you. But damn, 
it feels good coming out of this tournament with some wins. And then we come up against an opponent, opponent like Chicago, who's not necessarily great by any means, although they did get, you know, the Shakiri signing, but a, a winnable game. We were talking about this earlier. The the very, you know, front end of our schedule is, is pretty friendly. It is, it is. And we're going to get into that game against Chicago a little bit later in the podcast and actually talk about our first five games because, yeah, Jay, Jay Jay's right. It is a very, very, I mean, nothing's easy in any professional sports setting, but definitely to our favor, right? Especially when you want to compare it to things of last year, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we look out on the pitch, and I think what was most exciting too, was just kind of see that like energy level, that, that, that sense of excitement. Our club is very young. We're fast. We're youthful, right? And so players like Gonzalo Higuain, they step into a different role this year where really their leadership is monumental to the whole club beyond what their performance is on the pitch their leadership is really what's going to take this team forward and really this this organization right because what we need is not just a winning season we need a culture shift and chris henderson is the man for this job so if there was a a magical wand you can wave and you wanted the guy for the job to appear you know we got that guy and you know phil neville talked about it during one of his uh, post-game interviews, just how everything's been a little bit more of a jigsaw puzzle. And he says that he's starting to see the team kind of come together in that sense, which is exactly what you want as a season starting. And I think for the very first time in this organization's very short history, we will have that at the start of kickoff of, of this year. I agree. I mean, Gonzalo's leadership, it's massive. Uh, you like It is one of the biggest components this year is 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 his leadership. And can he play a slightly different role than what he's used to, to elevate everyone around him. And, you know, we just talked with, with Bob on I-80, but like the, 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 the Mota and, and Gregory midfield combo is also one of the crucial pieces. And we're going to see this stuff develop throughout the season. You know, I don't want to get anyone too excited here. There will still be like growing pains. There will still be pains throughout the season, but I do feel like there's a solid chance we can make the playoffs this year. In, but worst case, we have a foundation now that we can that we can build upon that we have not had previously. And that's the important part. And a foundation is exactly what it is, right? It's exactly de- by definition is a foundation. It's not it's not stacking levels and levels. It's building a strong core, which all starts from the top. You look at any professional sports team in any sport. It doesn't matter if it's NBA, MLS, MLB, NFL. All of those perennial teams have excellent ownership and management you know let's just take football for example right you know the Rooney's over in um you know Pittsburgh you know you got the crafts over in New England you know you got all these different people with stability up top that really trickles down into all the different positions so you know we're excited about this you know this this is exciting lots of new faces you know Tyler Duke Mo Adams you know people like that right and even faces that were on our Fort Lauderdale club, like I'm Ambika, right? And who is Tyler Duke? Do you know a Tyler Duke in your life? Because you've said this a few times. Who is Tyler Duke? Dude, you know who Tyler Duke is? You're right. I have have effed that up a few times. Tyler Duke is that kid who used to work with us for all of like two weeks. Now he's, now he works at Google. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's who Tyler Duke is. That's why I was driving. I I knew it sounded familiar, but yeah, yeah, Bryce Duke. Yeah, Bryce. Okay. Yeah, Bryce do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to call that a good old Freudian slip. And maybe by season five of the Inter Miami podcast, you'll stop butchering names over here, bud. If 
Bryce would be so lucky. See what I did right there? I was looking at Tyler. And I was like, oh, that's not right over there. But uh, Bryce is 20 times cooler than Tyler. Definitely. Definitely 20 times cooler. Uh, yeah, Tyler, we didn't have that long of an experience with, and it was definitely short-lived. Uh, just like most employees at our company, though. Okay, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Stay <laughs> okay. focused. All right, my bad. But anyway, focusing back on the club, there was one segment that I did want to go over, and that is a segment called Over-Unders. Jay, these lines that I am going to read to you are the season totals for the player of last year clear example Gonzalo Higuain had 12 goals last year the simple game is do you think that that player is going to have more or less than the number that they had last year so Jay let me go ahead and ask you do you think Gonzalo Higuain is going to have more or less goals than 12 this season I'm giving him more and how many, how many more, Jay? Give me a little bit more. Why do you think more? I'll give him 16. 16. Why do you think he's just going to have a powerhouse year and be a top three goal scorer in the MLS? Well, I think he's probably going to have more assists than goals this season. I mean, that's giving him so a have lot 22 of assists. assists. I don't know. But I just feel like, I feel like we we're filling out the pieces around him. I think that he's going to play more of a 10, but like, don't get it twisted. I mean, this previous pre, uh, postseason, <laughs> preseason game was an excellent, you know, point to what I'm saying here is, you know, there's going to be more talent cutting the ball back to him or, or delivering accurate crosses. So I think he actually ends up on the ball more time than more times than we initially think as far as him moving from a nine to 10, I'm, I'm going to say up from 12, man. Okay. He's also going to be one, the one taking our penalties. So I've got to give him probably two of those automatically just throughout the season. And I think he can put some balls away with Campania up top. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think the question mark with him is going to be health this year. You know, he's got a lot of wear and tear on that body. He's going to play a lot of games. MLS is a pretty physical league out there. We'll see if he can play all yeah, of them. Yeah, but he looks, he looks good. He, he's lean. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not going to be running every minute of the game, but he looks, he looks probably in the best shape that he's ever been, uh, not in his career, but <laughs> at Inter-Miami. So we have over 12 goals for Gonzalo Higuain, and might as well go ahead and talk about his assists. Last year, he had nine assists in total in the 2021 season. Jay, over, under, on nine. Oh, this one's, this one's tough, but I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over because I think there's more talent that can put the ball into the net now. I think that he's going to play a little bit more of a creationist role. I think he's going to have a hell of a season, honestly. One of my favorite parts about this podcast is that everything is recorded. And we're going to revisit this episode at the end of the year to see how Jay did in these over-unders. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited. You don't still skip, owe me five bucks, Don't skip the, the second one. Yes, the second one. This one's a hot topic here. Jay, Robbie Robinson, over-under four goals. Under. How many goals do you think Robbie's going to get? Two. I think that Robbie is no longer a starter on this team. I think Emerson and Lasseter are going to be our new wingers. Um I think a lot of people are, you know, think this is the last chance. I, I don't even think it's there. I think we've already acquired the players that will uh, be our scoring wingers. And I just don't see Robbie fitting into this for, uh, you know, health issues or, you know, kind of just being there mentally. I just don't think he gets nearly as much playing time as he did. That's it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, just for the record in this recording, I'm going to go ahead and say Gonzalo Higuain has less than 12 goals. I'm going to say Robbie Robinson has more than four goals. And I'm going to say Gonzalo Higuain has more than nine assists. So okay. that is where I'm at, Jay. To our next player, Gregory, four assists this year, over under. Over. I agree with you on that, sir. 
definitely think this is going to be a huge year for Gregory. Well, let's keep on Gregory right here. Total fouls. <laughs> 69, which is... Ha-ha. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> he is still <laughs> chippy out there. Um, I'm going to say less because I don't think that he will have to make as many tactical fouls this season. So I'm going to say less with a confidence level at a 10 of about a three. <laughs> Let's hope to God it's less, to be <laughs> honest with you. As I was prepping for this, this is that level two data that everyone loves listening mm -hmm. to the show mm -hmm. about. And did a little bit of research, realized there's about 286 fouls that happened with our top seven players that were actually the culprits of those fouls last year if you take away if you take away gregory you combine those players from two to seven you still have 204 fouls total from those six players that's a lot of hacking that we were doing last year yeah we were, we're thugging down here i don't know man i'm like greg it's got to be lower it, like that might be the line that everyone needs to hammer to be honest with you maybe maybe what else you got we got uh, Kieran Gibbs. Kieran Gibbs, 86.4% passing percent accuracy. Mm, that is tough. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with less because he should have more playing time this season if he can get healthy. He had some really good games. We got a fairly smaller sample than what we wanted. So I'm gonna go slightly less. I still think he can be like around like the 80% mark. Blow me away though. I would love to be wrong on that one. Yep, I would agree with you. I think under on the 86.4 is that exact amount. Two more left on the individual players. Gonzalo Higuain, three goals from outside the box. What you got? I mean, if I'm, I mean, I'm already, you know, I'm already in on, on Gonzalo after these previous two questions you asked me. So I'm going to have to go more. And mainly because he's going to be playing that false nine or number 10 role where he's just going to be positioned a little bit deeper anyway. And I don't think my friend is afraid to let it rip. I don't think so. If I'm a degenerate, I'm bringing that three down a 2.5 on an alternate line right there. That's what I'm doing because I think three is probably the magic number for him this season. Last but not least, we got our boy Breck Shea. 1,676 minutes total this year over under. Bro, I don't know. You said 1676, and I, for some reason, thought 1776, and then I thought of the Revolutionary War, then I just envisioned Breck Shea with, like, a Revolutionary War, like, little, like, ribbon ponytail and, like, a full-on, like, American, like, Continental Soldier getup. What do you think Breck Shea's craziest Halloween costume is? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I feel like he'd play, like, an 80s rocker so well, but man, he could honestly just be Miley Cyrus for Halloween. <laughs> I could see him easily popping in and being like Freddy versus Jason or something like that. Oh, uh, no, he's definitely like, yeah, he's probably got a, a dark little little sense of humor. Uh, I don't know, maybe just a snake handler, but 1,676 minutes. I'm going to unfortunately have to go with less on this uh, under because I, you know, he's been, he's had to step in in crucial times when we've needed him, but now we, we have depth and we have, I think, more well-rounded player. So I'm not sure if he's going to get all those minutes. I think he's going to be mainly just coming in as a, as a substitute unless we really get hit with the injury bug. I mean, if it was up to me, I'd give him 4,800 minutes, but it's not. So I'm going to have to be realistic and I'm going to go a little less than that. Yes, Breck might be finally hitting the tail end of his career here. 
I think this is a number that we all want to see an under on. I, I think that if he's playing more than this number, that's not exactly ideal for our club. But, you know, we will see. He does play pretty well whenever he's in there. So he's always been a little bit of a, you know, safe haven for us, if we can say. Uh, definitely steps up well when injuries are had and, you know, tired legs are done. So we love you, Breck. Yeah, Breck Shea, definitely a fan favorite, definitely of the podcast. But, Jay, got a couple more for you. Those were individual over-unders. Let's look at the team. Last year, Inter-Miami had 41 points in total. What do you think in this year, bud? I mean, over. Like, we, we can't get much You better us, say right? over. <laughs> over. Just run through these. We can be really quick about this. 12 wins, over-under. Over. 36 total goals over under over that's the stat that we really need to look at this year people yes we averaged one goal a game last year yeah that is pathetic yeah 36 goals i think in 34 matches so right there right around it yeah good math about there uh 53 total goals against it has to be under why does it have? Why does? Why <laughs> because does we're gonna be we're gonna there? be trash if we <laughs> if we're not under. So it has to be under. You can speak your mind. You don't have to say what you like. Think you should. You know this is your money right here, Jay. No, I'm I'm going under. I think our defense. We're taller defense. I think we're uh, not gonna make as many fouls. I think you know we got DeAndre Yedlin. Gibbs will be back healthy. That the interior with with low low has been looking really good. So I'm going with less goals for sure. I think we're going to be a more well well rounded team than we've been. I mean, I don't think we're going to win the the supporter shield this year, but like we really would have to underachieve to hit the same numbers we did last season. Agreed. The wheels fell off in a very big way, and let's not have that happen again. But a couple more here, Jay. Over under eighty one yellow cards. Lead leaguing eighty one yellow cards. Better go over on this. <laughs> my mind's telling me no, but my body is telling me yeah. I'm going to have to go under. It has to be under. When, <laughs> when you lose someone like LGP on the club, you you have to get less. Yeah, I mean, we're losing LGP and Nico. Now we're just left with Gregory's little reckless ass. Yeah, I'm going to have to go over the, the 81 yellow cards. I'm going to miss the Bash Bros out there. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but hey, we got some players that can hold it down. They definitely still talk. They'll be lifelong friends for sure. Oh, I mean, they, they're rivals now. You know, we're talking about Boca Juniors and River Plate. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch that game. I hope they foul each other. I'll be like, yes, this is full circle. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last but not least, penalty kicks taken. Four we had last year, over under this year. Mm. Dang. There's no has to be's on this. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to think too go. hard. Yeah, I'm going to go. Man, that does seem like an aggressive amount. I'm going to go over just because it's going to play into my Gonzalo having more goals, game, more. Yeah, PKs. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that um, because I also think we, we got a little bit more, you know, speedsters that will be in the box and could be more liable for for fouls or tackles, stuff of that nature. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm not confident in that, but I'm going over. Got it. Well, there you go. The over-unders for the 2022 season. We will record this, obviously, and revisit it in mid-October and just see how the how, how the season unfolded. You know, I'm excited for this. This this is this is this is bringing a smile to my face. I think next year we should maybe put a little bit of a of a cash pool together, maybe like 10, 20 bucks, something like that. Yeah. I feel confident. Uh, I, I, I'm glad one of us does because I don't. <laughs> 
but here we go. Let's see what let's see what's cracking, man. Is that all? Is, is there anything else? There's no more. There's no visible ink that you do not see. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring in JC, the president of the Southern Legion, on. Learn a little bit about the Southern Legion in our third annual three years of the Supporters Group Series. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are now being joined by JC, who is the president of the Southern Legion, one of the supporters groups for Inner Miami. JC, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for the invite. Good to be here with you guys. Of course. Happy to have you on. Was actually uh, had the privilege. You invited me out to the picnic yesterday uh, down in Miami. Had an absolute uh, blast down there with Chloe and Quinn. Thank you again uh, for the hospitality. It was a really good time getting out there. Yeah, no, our pleasure, our pleasure to have you, and we're looking, to, you know, to have you guys um, in the next event for sure. We're gonna do more throughout the year, so looking forward for that as well. Definitely, and, and you know, this is the third time we've had you guys on the show. We like to do this, you know, towards the beginning of every season to give our listeners who are contemplating joining a supporters group and and you know looking for which one to join, just give them uh, a better idea. So, uh, you know, I guess without any further ado, just. Give the the listeners, you know, an overall high level view of the Southern Legion. You know what it's all about, what you guys are doing, you know, week in week out, because you guys are a, a you know tight knit group, and you're loud and proud every single game. You're the heartbeat of this club. I know that might seem, uh, you know, a little cliche with the the, the jerseys and everything, but you guys really are. You you were the the original supporters group going way back when. You've been here throughout the entire process, uh, but give the listeners just an idea of what you guys really. Uh, you know, stand for. Yeah, pretty much. So, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, we, as you said, we're the original, you know, first supporter group of Inter Miami. You know, we're push or history comes back 15 years ago when we we're pushing to bring a professional soccer back in Miami. Um, right now, we have it. You know, um, so uh, as as and Beckham said, you know, we are the heartbeat of Inter Miami. Um, right now, we have uh, two other supporters groups. You know, which um, at the end of the day, uh, we become one just to support. Inter Miami and to sing the songs and to support the team throughout the season. Um, but yeah, uh, Southern Legion pretty much, you know, as, as you guys know, uh, we do events throughout the year, you know, you, that's just to get, you know, more bonding with with our members. And um, yesterday we had the picnic, this is our third picnic that we have um, in, the past, uh, in the past year, uh, from 2021 to 2022. And pretty much it was just to get ready uh, for this new season, you know, looking forward for the 2022 um year for Inter Miami, um, we invite everybody pretty much just to be a part of any um, supporters group. You know, you guys could do um, your homework and see which one you feel more comfortable with. But, you know, we are very family oriented. You know, we uh, have a lot of uh, diversity from, you know, people from everywhere in the world, so from South America, Central America, Europe. Um, so uh, we try to bring that um, passion uh, for soccer in Miami. Um, and we look forward for you know to have um, to have a great season with our uh, old members, with the new members. Um, I mean, even the thing that we, it was it was an amazing uh, event that we did yesterday. We had close to eighty five uh, um, uh, of our members and some of our new members as well. Um, so uh, uh, as we as we get ready for this new season, as you guys know, a third season. So with uh, the other two supporters group, we try to make something unique in MLS. Um, that, and that's to um, 
you know, um, bring pretty much everybody together um, and have a, a different experience than the other 28 teams in, in MLS. And I think we're in the right track. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of, uh, um, like I told my officers, it's, this is a, a part-time, almost a full-time job, you know, um, in between getting every everything ready for the for the games, for the pre-games, for the away games, uh, the events that we do throughout the year, you know, uh, the pick of soccer games, the picnics, the tailgates. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward for this uh, great, uh, for this, this coming year. Well, you hit it. You hit it, JC. You know, everybody in the league talks about our fans and La Familia and the energy and the excitement and the love that every supporters group out there brings to each and every one of the matches. And we even see it when we go to traveling games and we're the loudest fans at the home stadium. It's, it, it's truly vibrant and, you know, truly really exciting because you just really think that this fan base is ready, ready to explode with a great season under its belt. So, you know, I know everybody at the podcast is super optimistic about this season. You know, we're expecting some big things, but you know, to bring it back to your world, you know, this club has two years underneath its belt, and we were talking before the microphones turned on how the first year had its troubles and difficulties with COVID. Then the second year, lots of new faces, you know, new management, new head coach, things like that. How has the adventure been from the president of a supporters group through these first three years? And take us through that adventure and to kind of talk about where we are today as a supporters group and as La Familia. And, you know, what are some of those unsuspecting things that you may have not previously thought may have happened? And, you know, I guess just talk a little bit about the group and kind of the supporters group as a whole, if possible. Sure. So, like you know, like we mentioned, we're trying to do something different. You know, something that you never you never seen in MLS, and that's to sing, chant, jump, um, and support the team. You know, in, in the, the entire ninety minutes, right? And then to travel to to be in, in those away games that uh, we know our team, you know, needs to support. Um, and yes, we, you mentioned that we, last year wasn't the best year, right? Um, but you know, even though uh, we had a challenging year. Um, as far as uh, winning games and scoring goals, uh, but we were there supporting the you know the entire ninety minutes and throughout the, throughout the season. You know, um, something that I could take back um, or used to remember a good thing to remember was the first year twenty twenty after you know they almost canceled the the uh, the uh, the season. Right, you know we went to LA. Uh, we had a, a close to three hundred and fifty between the three supporter groups and staff. Uh, then we came to. Um, their first game, home game, and that was the week that everything, everything closed down for 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 because of COVID, right? So, um, little by little, they reopened. You know, they did the tournament in in, in Orlando, then they um, started to open the season. But as you guys remember, there was no fans in the stadium, right? So, uh, but you know, we said, you know what, we're gonna it's challenging, but we're gonna go and support the team in every every home game, even though we cannot go into the stadium, we're gonna be in that northeast end singing and at the gate you're singing and chanting and um you know that was one of the reasons um that they you know they, they reopened the stadium just with supporters and then little by little they opened you know 30 percent 50 percent capacity um and it was a challenging year but i think that made us even stronger we bonded even more um and then again last year um it wasn't the best year but i think um, the team, the club, the ownership, they realized that they had to rebuild. And there's nothing wrong with rebuilding um, because at the end of the day, 
you know, you want to rebuild for something good, you know, and sometimes in order for you to, to win trophies and to win, you know, um, championships, you, you have to go through this process, right? So uh, even though we're, it's a little painful as that seeing your, your team, you know, uh, playing well, but I think at the, at, at the end of the day, what really counts is the support, you know, of the supporters group. Um, and then we're going to, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that we're going to celebrate pretty soon in the next couple of years, uh, a big trophy, big championship. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you guys are, are close with, you know, the club, the front office, leadership at the club. How important is that relationship to a supporters group? And what kind of, uh, you know, extra fire does that put into you that you have such open lines of communication with some of the, you know, bigger names in the club going up to, you know, being there originally when the team was announced by Beckham and having those relationships with, with Jorge Moss and, you know, with different layers of the organization, what is, what is that like? What's that experience, you know, feel like and that, that fire that it lights in you when you, you do have those relationships? No, definitely. I think it's unique. It's unique. And if you think about, um, you know, the Miami teams, right? South Florida team. So talk about, you know, the Miami Heat, the Dolphins, the Martins, there's, you know, that you don't have that bond or that relationship with ownership. So, um, it means a lot to us and to all of our members. You know, we had events before COVID that um, Jorge Mas and Beckham joined us, you know, for soccer tournaments or used to have a tailgate, um, you know, and um, and it means a lot to all of our members. And, you know, even the tailgate that we do, you know, before the game, you know, um, that relationship that we have, not just with the teams, but with the front office, um, it's, it's unique and it's, um, it's hard to see in, in South Florida and it's, it's probably hard to see uh, through IMLS, um, so I think it's unique. It's, we appreciate that, and uh, we look forward for you know on working with them um, as as the season as the years come. Definitely, and give the, the listeners an idea. Like, what is what is the typical Southern Legion game day look like from you know arrival at the stadium to departure and all of the fun in between? Right, right. So we do we get there pretty early, right? Uh, we do the setup of the flags. Um, then we have a little tailgate um, outside the stadium. Um, we're usually in the northeast end uh, or the northeast gate. Um, and we're there, uh, you know, just having a tailgate, chanting, drinking a little beer here and there. And then uh, we march to the stadium, um, to the to the, or north stands. And pretty much we, once we're there, it's, you know, it's game time. You know, it's just uh, singing, chanting, waving flags. Um, and supporting you know the teams the entire ninety minutes. You know there were some games, some some games last year that we we were down three goals and we were we were singing and chanting you know the entire ninety minutes, which is important. You know, uh, but uh, as far as the experience, you know, if you're looking for uh, a supporters group that you know is is, is very family oriented, is you know we have uh, our little legionarios from you know they're two, three, four years old all the way to the oldest ones, which you know over sixty and everything in between. Um, and, you know, everyone um, enjoys the game, enjoys soccer, football, um, enjoys having a good time um, and enjoys the city. You know, we do it for the we do it for the team, we do it for the city and we do it for our families for sure, for future generations to come. And just to follow up on all that. So f for any listeners that are at the stadium and, and want to go check you guys out, where exactly are you by that that northeast corner? I, I don't. I can't remember what side street that is, but it's one of the side streets right across the road from the stadium, right? Right, right, right. So we're right by uh, section 108, 109. Um, 
and you're gonna you're gonna you guys are gonna see your flags, you guys are gonna see your, your shirts. Uh, but I invite you guys to go to the website and you know uh, your listeners to get a little information from 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 our um, supporters group. You know, Southern Legion MIA.com uh, or website IG. It's um, Southern Legion MIA. Uh, we have Twitter, which is Southern underscore Legion, and we have TikTok Southern Legion One. Um, so, you know, we, uh, send a lot of information. We actually use open our memberships, uh, about two weeks ago. Um, you know, we have, uh, um, four different memberships, you know, um, you guys are welcome to visit the website, um, and, and be part of, of the Southern Legion, the first and the original support group of Inter Miami. And, and is that the process of joining, um, Southern Legion? Like if someone wanted to join the support group, so they go to the website and sign up that way? Right, they do. I mean, for the most part, they go to the website to get a lot of information. You know, you have you have members that sign up right away. You have some other members that go to the stadium. They go to the tailgate games, to the picnics, to the different events, to the soccer games that we have. The pickup soccer games. Um, you know, I always I always say uh, I can force everybody to come in and join. You know, you just do your diligence, visit other supporters groups. You know, get a little information of the other two. Um, at the end of the day, make the best decision. At the end of the day, you know we're supporting the the same club, right, Inter Miami. Um, but yeah, we are the first and original supporters group in Miami. We're the ones who push to bring soccer back to Miami. Uh, so now that we have it in Miami, it's about enjoying and having a good time. Enjoying the fruits of your labor. Well, do you, you know, what's in store for this year? You got any big things coming up? Or I know a lot of fans have been asking for some tifos. But anything you can give them a glimpse into, right? That's you know, as as you guys know, the the last people, the last game that we did, well, the, yeah, the last game against New York it was the last home game, so we wanted to end our season in a in a the very top, and uh, we did the Southern Legion big people, it was like a seventy footer by thirty. Um, so yeah, we have uh, something in the works with the other supporters group that we want to do a big people that's going to cover the whole North Stand. Um, don't have a setup date yet because we're working on that. Uh, but we have uh, we have the design, we have uh, the location that we're going to be painting this, and then in between we're going to do uh, solid legion tifos as well. So well good thing, for that. good thing the stadium's by an airport because you're probably going to need a whole hangar to to lay that out and and paint it. But we we all look forward to that. I know that's something that uh, you know has Inter Miami hasn't done a, a ton of not the the full size you know cover a good portion of the stand. So I'm sure that will be, you know, very, very uh, exciting. And, you know, we just wanted to give the listeners a, a general idea of, you know, where they can find you, what you guys are about, easy ways to connect with you. I know that, you know, everyone in the North stands can look intimidating game day as everyone's popping smoke and mean mugging and singing along. But I promise you, everyone is extremely kind, extremely welcoming. It really is a, a big, big community. But before we go, I mean, you know, general, expectations for this season i know we were discussing a little bit at the picnic and um you know of the preseason games you were able to watch of the new acquisitions we make you know what are your expectations for inner miami this season right so i think for sure we're you know play it's, it's gonna be better than last year for sure um i know it was probably even 2020 with all the challenges of covid then and pandemic it was a little crazy but i think this year um i'm trusting the new sign you know especially the younger ones the ones that are come from the academy um uh, like alan uh, like ascona 
um, and so many other players. I think they'll make a big difference this year. Um, so I'm shooting for playoffs. Uh, I'm shooting for playoffs. You know that I can't guarantee. What I can't guarantee you guys is that we're going to support the team the entire 90 minutes throughout the season. That that I could guarantee. It's unwavering. I remember the the LAU game. I mean, it was pouring down rain and, and only a few people left we just stayed got soaked and uh you know that, that's what it's all about man i mean you that unwavering support is what this club needs and before you get out of here give us your uh what's your line on game one against chicago what, what, what's your score line here so i i'm thinking i'm thinking we're gonna get a w that guy game i i, I think a 2-1 inner miami win uh would be great. I think we're of the uh, the same thought process here, bud. Yeah, I think 2-1. Any way we can get a W, that sounds good to us. JC, really appreciate you coming on the podcast this afternoon. We are excited to drop this to everyone's ears tomorrow where we are just about four or five days away from kickoff. And that sounds like our security outside banging down the door. <laughs> but uh, JC, from the Inner Miami podcast, my friend, thank you very much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, and the listeners, if you guys are in the North Side, ask for JC, ask for any television member. We'll be happy to have a beer together and to sing and to, you know, support our team. So looking forward for that. Well, check them out. You will not regret it. Again, JC, thank you so much. We will see you out there on Saturday. We appreciate you carving out the time to join us for a little bit on the Inter Miami podcast. Have a great day, my man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And again, the website is SouthernUnionMIA.com. Check it out, thank everyone. Check that out. Highly recommend it. Well, there you have it, folks. Oh, buddy. Oh, it felt good. It's I, been a while. I had a feeling that when you looked at me and started smiling before speaking, I knew a folks was coming in there. <laughs> yeah, it felt so, so good. <laughs> awesome having JC on. Stay tuned. You know how we do it every single year. In the beginning, we're going to have all the supporters groups. Stay tuned. We'll have the Siege. We'll have the Southern Legion. We're going to throw in some National and Rosa Negra down the road and potentially uh, the Inter Miami supporters. Two of the quote-unquote hashtag rumors potentially being officially recognized by the club. I probably have said too much. I'm going to stop talking now. Anyway, moving quickly to the headlines this year. There were a couple headlines we wanted to go over moving into the 2022 season. Number one is really Robbie Robinson. Make or break year. Over. Oh, you already sorry. went under. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Robinson. Let's see what the kids got. This is early a season. If he doesn't pan out this year, I got to imagine we're not going to see Robbie back in this uniform. So, you know. I'm pulling for him. Seems like Jay is not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not not pulling for him. But there's more competition in the available we'll positions. See. Will he step up? You know, big time competitors seek out challenges. Jay, they don't run away from them, bud. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Just like Ray Lewis. Huh? Anyway, moving on. Phil Neville is he our guy? Question mark. Big one. Still a big question mark, but. To be fair, to be fair, you don't watch Letter Kenny, so we're gonna ignore that. Um, he didn't have the players he picked. You know, these weren't these were this was Diego's team that was assembled by Paul McDonough. Now he does finally have the the players that he had some say in. So big make or break year. I think that we start to see some serious progress. And if not, then yeah, I think it's you know time to cut ties. 
God, I thought I thought you were just gonna throw out there and over, and I was about to say we're done with this segment there. But give me the line, Gregory. Is he the best signing the club has made to date? To, to date, to date, overall, yes. Um, I would, you know, These there's storyline. You can make an argument fine. for Gonzalo just off the goals and assists from last year, even though it's not like stellar numbers. But to date, yes, is he the best of all? I don't know. We're probably gonna need. I don't know, a couple months into the season to see where these other cats shake out. Is Mata a little bit better? Is Emerson the truth? Is Campania the amazing, better-looking Alex Papa George? We just no. don't know these things yet, so we've got to see. But, you know, potentially, as of right now, today, yeah, that's a safe bet. I'm going to go ahead and say the only guy that I could see rival that, you know, Okay, there's two, right? Gonzalo Higuain, we all know his statistics. Jay seems to think that he's going to be the MVP of the MLS this year. Go ahead, cash your money with Vegas right now. But the other guy I'm looking at is Nick Marsman. Nick yeah. Marsman is going to be injured at the stop, start of this year, but boy, he made one hell of a difference and an absolute impact on our club last year. I think we all saw the difference in quality in between posts as soon as Nick really got his, got, got his footing underneath them. And, you know, we'll see how the season goes, but that would be the only player that I would say potentially could rival. I will concur with that statement, but I'll, well, let's flip it just a little bit. Best signing for the money ever would be on Breck Shea. Best 50 grand this club has ever spent. You could buy a car or you can buy a Breck Shea, and that Breck Shea is going to make you more happy than that car. I promise you. Breck Shea, best $50 we ever spent. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Last, It's day. like they had a coupon. You know, we like, really did, though. It's like they had like a like an Atlanta United coupon or something. Paul's like, yo, bro, I'm going to cash in this 75% off. Give me Breck for 50K. And honestly, we'll take it all day, every day. I mean, he's still on this club, still chasing snakes and doing his thing. Last but not least, Jay, I know you're off into the deep, dark web. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the question becomes, sir, what do you know? Oh, I thought you were talking about my crack selling empire. No, I was talking about your... Oh, your, sorry, sorry. We'll leave that out of it. Leave the JPEGs out of it. Question becomes, Jay, who is our second DP signing that we're going to have on the club this year? Messi. Done. Mbappe. Done. Erling Holland. <laughs> Antonio Griezmann. Now, it's going to be... Uh, you know what? I don't even care. I don't even have to keep this in because <laughs> we do this independently. It's going to be Rafael Vega. I'm calling that now. In the summertime, I'll come. He'll join his boys, Gregory and Molta, down here for a beautiful Brazilian trifecta. Give me all of them. I want them all. I want change our color from pink to yellow. I don't give a damn. Just give me all the Brazilians in the world. I'm calling Vega now in the summer transfer window. Yeah, put it on the board. There you go. Just going to rip off another podcast and say, put it on the board. <laughs> I can't wait to just look back at this podcast and, and <laughs> just, just listen wrong. to everything. <laughs> that well, is we we never front here. like we're analysts or journalists. We, no. are, we are just humble fans doing things for the community, for the people. We know exactly our place in this community, and it's, and it's in Jay's guest bedroom. It's usually at the end of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you've made it this far... God bless your soul. But if you've made it this far, there is absolutely certainty shared that you are an Inner Miami fan. And we have kickoff coming right around the corner, people. We have our first game this weekend, Saturday night. Saturday night. 
Don't you be creeping your hands over on the soundboard. It's been a while since, I don't want to say you let me touch the soundboard. I think I just touched the soundboard. The soundboard is rusty. The soundboard, I'm not even sure what all of these do. That... Nope, not going to do that one. You have to get back into the swing of things. But anyway, everybody, Chicago Fire are coming to South Florida for a 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That is happening this Saturday, the 26th. Boy, this season just came up quick. The offseason is super fast for the MLS. That That is enjoyable. It's a very sad moment when football, American football ends. Don't really know what to do with ourselves. I guess we got to go hang out with our women a little bit more on Sundays. <laughs> Season's back, y'all. Speak for yourself, baby. <laughs> we are ready for the competitive at the executive airport. We're talking about the wink wink from Drive Pink, baby. I'm just going to keep making up names as I go along, but shout out Chicago with the big signings of Zerdan Shakiri. If you follow any EPL, you know who this man is, or if maybe you were like a, you know, random league one France fan, then you probably know who he is. Or if you just like international football, then you know who this stud is. They also uh, acquired Casper Shabelko, who is just a straight assassin out there. You're looking at me crazy right now. Was that news to you? That is news <laughs> to me. Shabelko off the union. Yeah. Oh boy. And, uh, but you know who they replaced him with, right? The Latin Casper Sabelko, known as Julian Carranza. Mm, well, good luck with him. He really just panned out for us down here. But anyway, That's yeah, this, this is like a Chicago team that last year you can kind of laugh at a little bit. A little bit kind of like underneath us, if I can put him in that mm. category, right? And that, <laughs> no. That's going far down the barrel. Like, you you know, bad, bad. Yeah, like that. <laughs> you trash, bro. Yeah, that is just not good stuff. But you look at this team now. This is this is going to be a pretty potent offense that the Fire are throwing out on the pitch. So we'll see. I mean, this is going to be a big time game. We just jumped off the the microphones with JC. I believe he thought it was going to be two one. I think we might expect a couple more goals in this match. I think we're maybe looking at a three two dub Inter Miami. Uh, if we would be so lucky, we'll be tough. They also have Jairo Torres, who is a Mexican winger. Uh, if you watch, you know El Tree play, you're you're probably familiar with that. But really nice additions. You got. Iro, then of course Shakiri, and then Shabelko up top. Uh, completely revamped attack. This could potentially be a high-scoring game. I think this is going to be the first real test of our backfield because you have quality uh, in in several different layers and aspects. And you're not going to be out. Our starting goalkeeper with Nick Marsman will not be playing in this game. Was that announced? Because they were they were saying he he was going to be ready for the beginning of the season, but no one knows. Are you? Have, have, do we have a confirmation? The confirmation may or may not be active okay well fair enough but you know even so like clement diop has been playing quite well but marsman should be back soon if we don't have him here we expect him in one of the 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 you know probably the austin game the lafc game something like that but should be a good game it, you know win or draw we obviously want the win we do want the win but it's just going to be so good to see everyone back out there just smiling just singing just chanting just pounding 24 ounce beers having a good time, not throwing objects in the sky, not getting kicked out of games, you know, just having an all around good time. And then guess what? After all that fun, you get to come kick it at the official inner Miami podcast after party at Miss Q's with DJ Bullfrog. Nonetheless, man, I think that's like four mm. times you've hit the soundboard. That's like five this episode, dude. dude. I might need to take the soundboard away from you. Maybe. And that's saying a lot. I don't know. I'm maybe, excited. Maybe, I'm feeling it. We got to revamp we, the soundboard. No, let's, let's bring the soundboard to miscues. Yes. See what I'm saying? Wow. 
So fun thing about this, we're actually going to be streaming from miscues. Don't know how long, maybe 30 seconds, maybe three seconds. Who knows? But it's going to be this. strictly audio because you don't want to see these things. <laughs> no, with all honesty, though, come down to miscues after the game. Hopefully we are celebrating a W, but even if we're not, we're going to have a blast. Either I, way, we drinking. Either way, we're drinking it. <laughs> and know. a live show from pregame from the stadium. You're right. We might as well plug that. Well, we should also plug them in so they can charge this year. Uh, yes, Jay's right. We're going to go ahead and do a live stream from the stadium Saturday. And actually, I'm moving on Saturday morning, so I'm going to be pretty fired up, pretty excited about that. But I will make my way over to the stadium around 3, 3.30-ish, something like that. And you can catch us on IG. Most of you do follow us. If you don't, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Inter Miami Podcast. Uh, you can catch all of our socials at Discord, Twitter, Inter Miami Podcast. Or for Twitter, Inter MIA Podcast. And as you know, Jay went on a drunken rant one night and just shared some crazy shit on Facebook and got us kicked off of Facebook. So Okay, that's completely fabricated. <laughs> It was strictly our logo. But fun fact, I will be coming up from a bachelor party just to come experience this Chicago game. So coming into our pregame show, really hot. Going to finish with the after party, really hot. Check it out. Join us. We're going to have fun. Can't wait to see everyone back out there soon. Inter Miami jerseys will be in soon for everyone that pre-ordered them. You already dropped the socials. If you're not on Discord, get the hell on Discord. I'm sick of saying this. It's going to be the best decision of your week. I promise you that. But as we end every single episode, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. See y'all at the stadium. <laughs>